This is Paul Nobles from Eat Form, and I am making a podcast specifically to gym owners and personal trainers. And we are going to be talking about two of the main concepts as it relates to your businesses and basically that's lead acquisition and value. And to a certain extent, value is encompassed in pricing, so we'll obviously be talking about that. So when we talk about lead acquisition, a lot of the times gym owners don't really focus on that so much. It's almost like this really ambiguous way of viewing how they get a customer. And so, you know, certainly if you have a banner that says you're a powerlifting gym in a strip mall, there's going to be some people that walk by. And so if you were to look at it and you would go, well, there's a value to Squarespace and there's a value to that sign. And if you could put a monetary value on it, then obviously you'd be able to divide by the amount of people that walk through your door and you know how you would um, calculate the customer value at that point. In terms of eat to perform, I would, you know, I'll, you know, I don't have any problem telling you in general, it costs us about a dollar to acquire a new customer. And so for each customer, we have to obviously work towards getting that dollar back and then potentially more as it relates to the profit of the company over time. And so when you're able to look at it that way, it allows you to go, okay, well, if I spend $75 on Facebook ads, then I'm able to um, recoup that money by the amount of customers that are walking through the door. And what you ultimately are trying to do with lead acquisition is provide some level of value to the customer, hopefully at a relatively low price point so they can become acclimated. I think one of the things that happens with you know, gyms in general is they get a little too focused on what the value of the overall package is or whatever their core offer is. In digital marketing, they refer to this as a tripwire, which is a... Is a um, a term coined by a company called Digital Marketer. And a lot of what they put out for digital marketing is very good. And in a way that it in a way it's it's applicable to what you guys do. The gym that I go to, I remember they had a one week free membership and and you know I, I it was a CrossFit gym at that point. And, and they still are a CrossFit gym, but they're a little bit more varied. And we'll talk a little bit about why you might want to do that. But I would not have set it up that way. Now, at that time, CrossFit was becoming kind of the super popular thing. And so if, if you were riding a wave of, you know, kind of media hype and, and buzz and stuff like that, you can sort of get away with some things that you can't get away with in a regular market. It's sort of like that hockey stick growth when things are just going, when all things are pointing in your favor, even the things that you do wrong ultimately end up being right. And so 
as businesses have matured and you're looking to diversify so you're not necessarily just crossfit you're not necessarily just powerlifting or yoga or whatever it is you do what you really want to have is a package so when the customer walks in you have something that they have to pay for and it might be you know seven dollars for seven days um you know one of the things that is sort of interesting as it relates to value a lot of uh you know gyms if you were to think about when the customer is most motivated they're more likely to give you the most money up front because they're most motivated for change at that point but that's actually contrary to the business model that you should have and the reason why i say that is because when you like let's say for instance you were a powerlifting gym and you charged the client two thousand dollars up front for a one-year membership you might get a certain amount of people that would pay that i would argue that the value that you have to provide that customer is extremely high for them to want to stay but at the end of the day you're pretty much only going to get that two thousand dollars for a lot of folks without some level of extreme value you'd be much better off charging that person two hundred dollars a month because every month that they get that bill they become more invested in their own journey a lot of the times when you buy a gym membership what happens is the customer is very motivated and within months they become not as motivated and it's that price that ultimately will keep them motivated as long as you're providing the value and so when we talk about kind of getting that person in the door what essentially a tripwire is is the customer raising their hand and saying i am willing to give you money now i need you to audition for my services so if that person comes in and all you offer is powerlifting and then they say well i do like to run three days a week and you say to them yeah we're a powerlifting gym we don't run around here well now you've kind of you're losing the audition right the more services that you can provide now certainly you could make an argument that that client if they want to get better at powerlifting might want to change their buckets a little bit and you can use that as a way to establish your authority on the topic of exercise physiology in general and that will help your audition but if you don't have any of the services and you're not open to some level of you know flexibility what you're basically doing is just decreasing your value in the marketplace now certainly there is value in a niche and you know you see a lot of you know high-end gyms using that 
you know, as a way to kind of create a certain amount of success. But if you're really looking towards kind of a broader based way of doing things, having more uh, more things that the customer can can do, you have to remember that when a customer walks into your door, and I'm, I'm really talking about, you know, how we approach things also, right? So when you look at how we've kind of positioned ourselves as it relates to meal planning, as it relates to fat loss, as it relates to programming. What we're really trying to do is just kind of put out to people that we're an authority on this topic and then give them resources to back up that, that product. And so if you look at most of our books, they sell anywhere from $19.95 to as low as $7. And so a lot of times we'll take a $7 product that, you know, is basically just a way to ask a customer to raise their hand so we can audition. Most of those $7 products, if you ever see a $7 product from Eat to Perform, what you're basically seeing is a break-even proposition. And I'll talk a little bit more about break-even propositions in a little bit. But, and why they're important to your business and sometimes even your highest priced products might be a break-even proposition, but it's a, it's a important part of the overall package that you offer as a business. And so if you see a $7 thing, essentially what we're trying to do at that point is kind of like the lead acquisition thing hopefully you know we sell you know one for each seven uh seven dollars that we spend and ultimately break even it's not always perfect in that way and certainly you know in late december or early january our costs become much lower and then when we talk about you know something like you know march or april like it is right now you know the the costs become a little bit higher as the client is less motivated to do those things at that time and so it does ebb and flow and so you have to kind of average things over time and you have to realize when to press the button and when not you know great example for us is that sundays and mondays people tend to be focused on you know kind of you know getting their ship right and you know what we try to do is you know, we'll put either our basic package or we'll put a tripwire in front of them to say, hey, this is how we can sort of help you kind of manage kind of a chaotic episode within your life. If you're a gym owner um, of any stripe, essentially what you're trying to do is say, hey, you know, you're, the goals that you have, we can help you reach them with a varied package and so if you look at our tripwires basically there's about four of them and two of them are really good and almost always the really good ones are going to be fat loss related i would say that that's probably pretty true for you guys as well and so if you can create products or ways of training that tend to focus a little bit more on what that client is interested in in the beginning, I think you'll have more success. Now, ultimately, no matter which business you're in, you're 
going to be selling a client on a cust on a thing that they want and then you ultimately have to change the conversation to how you solve that problem for them and so if you look at the way that you know eat perform solves fat loss as it relates you know it's very different from the way that Weight Watcher solves fat loss or even Paleo solves fat loss. And so we're trying to kind of compartmentalize things for clients so they can kind of get those pieces in order and we provide a strong support team to do that. And so for you guys, if you have running club, barbell club, you know, in the case of yoga, you have various different types of yoga. You have um, maybe more of a stretching type yoga than maybe, you know, Bikram yoga. I don't even really, uh, I don't know if vinyasa is part of, of Bikram, but you sort of get my point. The more, the more products you have on the menu, the better chance you have of, of you know, seeing, being seen as an overall solution. And in that way, your low dollar trip wires are the things that might get someone in the door, but you could easily see someone that comes in your door that wants more of a tutorial on running, but how weightlifting might be able to enhance their running over time. So keep that in mind as we talk about you know, pricing and how you want to um, look at value. So when we talk about lead acquisition, you really need to be looking at overall, you know, yearly, but very acutely. I mean, on the case of a, a monthly basis, I try to look at, you know, how my lead acquisition and in general, you know, it does sort of play out, even though, you know, acquiring a customer might be a little bit more expensive in March. The numbers are roughly the same. At times, of course, you're going to be able to, you're going to have more motivated clients. You know, clearly the first of the year is going to be one of those times. I would say, you know, as we move into April and May, you have more people realizing that they're going to be, you know, having less clothes on. And so they're going to um, want to be maybe a little bit more motivated from that perspective. And so you have to kind of put your solution out there as a bit of the answer for that person. When, you know, one of the biggest mistakes that that we've made was sort of similar to the $2,000 option, right? When, you know, we've looked at it, ultimately, we've kind of broken it down into smaller subscriptions. And the reason being that we want the client to stay motivated throughout the process rather than you know um, offering the this solution and then when they're not being charged you know it's a lot easier to to say to yourself as you're farther distance and there's studies that prove this but as you become more distanced from the purchase, you know, in the example that I talked about earlier, we're talking about a $2,000 purchase. You know, if they purchased it in December and now all of a sudden it's July, 
if they've already paid for it, the motivation isn't there. And so we've had to learn that ourselves. You know, we've had kind of a, a, a higher dollar package that we've been able to motivate people to buy. But at the end of the day, we find it's a lot better for them to stay more active and more engaged by having kind of three-month or six-month engagement. And we do offer sort of a lifetime, and, and we'll talk about that as we move into pricing, which I'm going to talk about right now. So you've auditioned the client. They've walked through your door by various means, by a flyer, by Facebook ads, by you know um, just seeing your banner on the street. And you've given them a compelling reason to join your gym, um, at, at least at the very least, right? You know, you've given them a, a low dollar, seven dollars, seven days. You know, you have to charge people in that scenario because if they're not charged, they're not invested. And even something that's that's low dollar for you, it might be forty nine ninety five for a two week, you know, kickstart program, something like that. So, you know, ultimately think of those types of things. Certainly, you don't want to leave profit on the table. But I think, you know, if you think of it as you're um, being auditioned, I think it's going to be super, super helpful. The other thing that I don't think. You know, one of the things that sort of happened with the CrossFit movement is there was sort of this temptation that CrossFit, as an example, would be kind of the answer for a multitude of, of problems. And I would say that it does as good a job as anything out there, but at the same time, it's not necessarily going to be all-inclusive. As an example, when I talk about the hockey stick, what happened in, at that point, point was you had a lot of fit people who were not very engaged with what they were doing at that time. And so most of those fit people were very attracted to what ultimately was a game for points and, and, and you know, it was harder than what they were doing at that time that they weren't particularly enjoying. And so they moved over to here and now all of a sudden it's much more enjoyable. But that was really kind of a lot of the beast mode people that moved on first. What you see nowadays is a more encompassing view of the client right so you're not just seeing the beast mode people coming in you have to really be an answer for a lot more people and so when you have kind of a basic package you know of general physical preparedness like crossfit is and then you also offer barbell club and you also offer running club and you also offer a number of these things these are all sort of the trip wires that might be able to get a client in that would keep them in that auditioning process. And then when we start to look at pricing, now all of a sudden, like one of the things that, that we're actually gonna be coming up with real soon here is a package for gyms to bundle with their core offer. And so if we know that a client is going to be 
coming to you for some level of aesthetic goals, then you can bundle running club, barbell club, and then eat to perform. You know, the credibility of working with a company with the type of exposure that we have is going to allow you some level of, you know, I would say credibility in that auditioning process. You know, in our directory, as an example, we have something in the neighborhood of about 78 gyms, I believe. And those gyms are able to talk to a bigger audience because they're in that directory. Same thing with, you know, any kind of directory that you would be in. It allows you you know, another way to kind of market yourself. But what's nice about the, what we do with Eat Perform is that if you have gone through our certification process, which is the only way that you would be able to offer these bundles, basically it gives you a base level of understanding of what we do and how we do it. And then you plug into our infrastructure. And so whether it be prizes, whether it be challenges, basically it's just a, you know, it's a key lock system. You unlock the, the door and you have all of this available for your clients. Say, you know, with running club, you might need to have a coach that, that has that ability with, you know, barbell club. Some of these things, you know, Barbell Club as an example, you might only have, you know, 15 clients that are interested in that. And if you can put a price on it, you might see that overall you would lose a little bit of money or it would be a break-even proposition. That's pretty much how you would describe our group coaching program. It's not a huge money maker for us but it is the ultimate level of service that we can provide clients and the reason why it's important to have that is because you want to have all levels addressed right so you know from our standpoint we're addressing our solution for fat loss and we're providing the client a bunch of different ways to compartmentalize their journey and then at the end of the day, we offer an acute solution. Well, unfortunately, with that acute solution, for instance, if you're a personal trainer, you have to charge a lot of money. What I would argue is that if you had a gym and clients could sort of work on their own, that you would probably find your personal training to be not as profitable as it relates to like the, the time value equation and it doesn't scale near as well. That was the issue that we already ha always had. Like when I first started to eat form, I was working with clients and you know I was charging basically $500 a month, but it didn't really scale all that well. And so when I started blogging the, you know, if you're not familiar with the story of eat form, you know, I just started blogging. I didn't really look at it as a business model. And then when the interest was there, the business model was sort of brought into the equation. But when you look at how we did it, 
we didn't start group coaching till two years into the journey because the packages that we were offering, I wanted to make sure that the value was there. So if you start to offer running club or barbell club or whatever, and you just sort of half-ass it, what's going to end up happening is is you're, you're kind of decreasing that value. And that's always going to affect leads you know, especially if you're in a small community, as an example, you don't want to be the person. Well, you know, I started working at out at that gym. They said that they had a running club and it turned out to kind of be this thing that they didn't really put a lot of value or a lot of time and energy into. So it took us two years before we really started to figure out the one thing that I didn't want to do, we had our, our kind of basic membership, which is our core offer. And I think for a lot of lot of gyms, their, their core offer is going to be kind of that gym membership. And so we'll talk about how to kind of look at pricing there and bundling and how you can get, get more value. But I didn't want the, the core membership to suffer as we started to add all these different things. And I actually, you know, even though people were saying to me over and over and over again, you know, you definitely need to do coaching. You definitely need to do meal planning. And we really focused on making the basic product the best it could be. And then we just moved on. And, and you're, that's a constant process. I think the the thought that you can just, you know, Create a system, and then that system will work endlessly. I think market conditions always change, and you have to sort of be aware of that, and you need to be plugged in. And so like kind of this franchise model where you can kind of set it and forget it, I think you know the, um, the problem that you run into with that is that your competitors are always trying to beat you. And so you have to be able to shift and adjust to what those competitors are doing without respect to price. So speaking to price, the way that you can sort of differentiate yourself, one of the things that we're seeing a lot is that gyms want to go to sort of a $99.95 unlimited membership. And... You know, for something like CrossFit, as an example, that's probably missing the overall picture for what the client wants, right? Because what the the client, when you're looking at unlimited, it's really this umbrella. But if the service that you're providing is really just a wad with six classes a day. I would argue that that's not really what unlimited should look like so you can get the most value for it. And if you decide that the the most value is $99.95, then that's fine. But you would be much better off compartmentalizing things to a standpoint where if you added it all up, the unlimited added up to, say, $199.95. And so you'd have all these different ways to kind of attract clients and then charge them along the way, right? And the whole time, what we're ultimately talking about is the value of what you're providing that client. And so 
what you do when you just put something at $99.95 and you really have only one offering is you're only giving that client one real choice in that audition process. And so if you have three coaches and one is e perform certified, one is you know, has a running certification and the other is barbell certified along with something like CrossFit or powerlifting or yoga, whatever it is that you're offering. Now, all of a sudden you have a more diversified package and you can charge more. And then, of course, you know, you can go up the chain where you can offer a more personalized level of service at a higher price. But if you have kind of this unlimited way of doing things, you know, it would be easy for a client to say to you, I don't understand. I, I bought unlimited for $99.95. Why would I chart? Why would I pay for more personal? Why isn't that included in unlimited? And so product differentiation, you know, is important, but don't forget that you have to really focus on the value of each product as you introduce things. So as I'm talking about, you know, as an example, the form certification takes roughly two and a half months to complete. You, your, your coach might not be running certified. They might need a certification for that. So what I would focus on is the strengths of what you have. So as an example, if you're powerlifting certified or you're CrossFit certified, Maybe you start with Barbell Club and and you give a strong argument to your client base that Barbell Club is going to be one of the answers for them. Sorry if you hear my family walking around um, upstairs. I had planned on doing this when they weren't in, but this has kind of gotten a little bit longer than I thought it would go. So the and, and I can sort of wrap this up. But you can kind of see where I'm going with it. I think that if you walked into a business and you didn't look at things from the standpoint of customer value and you didn't look at things from the standpoint of, of the value of the offer that you're giving and you're not allowing the client to buy a product where they're auditioning you and if you aren't looking at it as if they're auditioning you I'm telling you that's the way you should be looking at it and you will ultimately see more benefits long term I think the last thing that I really wanted to say on the on the the topic is that this probably seems more complicated than it needs to be. What are we really talking about? We're really talking about I'm spending X amount of dollars and X amount of customers are coming into the door. Divide that number and now you have customer value. One mistake I do see a lot of uh, gyms making, especially early on, but even even gyms that have been around for a long time. You know, I had I had someone say to me that you know their Facebook ads are basically a break-even proposition because every time you know they spend seventy-five dollars, they get one client. And I asked him, I said, "Well, how much is 
your gym membership? He said, well, you know, it's $75 a month for the package that most of the people that would end up buying. I said, so they only stay for one month? He said, no, typically they stay for, for, for two years. So essentially he's paying $75 for what is two years of $75. And he wasn't really thinking of it that way. And from that standpoint, his customer value, you know, I, I'm not really in a position to do math in my head right now. But, you know, it's, it's a lot more than just $75 is the point. And so if you can sort of look at things that way, um, it's not as complicated as people tend to think of it. Same thing with establishing a pricing menu. You know, we know that the good majority of people that are working out at a gym, you know, they have some concerns as it relates to the aesthetics, you know. And so if you don't have a nutritional offering and the gym down the street does have a nutritional offering, you lose. So, you know, having the ability to plug into something like Eat to Perform is sort of important. And then hopefully, you know, the value, I mean, part of the reason why I'm doing this is to kind of show you guys how you can look at your, your business and how that can be more profitable for you over time. And so having, you know, us in your corner, I, I hope adds something to the equation for most people. When we're talking about having a business as opposed to a hobby, most businesses have a product offering and they're able to kind of analyze all the pieces. When you're just struggling to get clients through, through the door and you can't figure out why, it's likely because you don't have a lead acquisition strategy you may or may not have enough value as it relates to all the customers that are potentially walking through your door. And then from a customer retention standpoint, customers change, right? And so, you know, when you're seeing a movement and you're not adjusting to that movement, I would ask why, you know, because if, you know, fitness is one of these things that changes often. And so you have to change with the competition so you're able to show value to your clients. I can guarantee you if in that auditioning process and as you set up the value proposition for all these these customers, if they're seeing the results that they want, that will in land you with more customers down the road, right? And so if you're able to show people that, then that's awesome. But you'll never be able to show people that if you don't have these basic structures in place. So I hope that's helpful to everybody. And if you guys have any questions, obviously feel free to reach out to me and we will answer those questions. Thanks for listening.